Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, this morning, Terry Jones is dead. This is a bugger. Uh, Bastille came into the studio. Uh, we found out what skills you need to get a job these days, and uh, Mike is heartbroken over uh, one of his uh, kids' bike accident. Not really. Uh, but first up, thanks so much, rich people, for looking after us all. The world's a very unfair place. In fact, there's another report worth reading, also out of Davos, that perhaps not surprisingly tells us a lot of your lot in life depends on where you were born. If you were born here, you're lucky. And you're lucky because you've got opportunity, you've got the chance to work, work hard, educate yourself and succeed. If you're born in Angola, you don't. And you don't because you might like to read yet another story about a woman called Isabel dos Santos, who is the centre of a lot of people's attention. Given she's Africa's richest woman and got that wealth, it is suggested by nefarious deals, many of which are being investigated. In other words, if you're born in large swathes of Africa or places like it, you're stuffed because the place is run by crooks and no amount of redistribution is going to fix that. So once you've taken out the numbers of people who have no hope through no fault of their own, you return to the Oxfam argument of redistribution. Why and to what extent? Most people who have the serious money, one, earned it, and two, are only rich to an extent in theory, because the world is awash with debt, and a lot of wealth in companies is based on nothing more than faith. The companies may not make money, may never make money, but as long as other people with money, borrowed or otherwise, believe it's possible it will make money, they keep you wealthy. The last time the world had second thoughts about all of this, of course, was the GFC of 2008, and don't rule out something similar happening again soon. The premise of redistribution is based in part on laziness. It's free money. It's a decision by whoever's running a place like a government that a certain level of wealth is to be decided by them, not you, that your success and personal circumstances are their domain, not yours. That, of course, happens at all levels of taxation. But if we accept the wealthy are successful, are productive, are diligent, are inventive and useful to society, then punishing them by making wealth a bad thing is a social experiment that will dent the will of those the planet actually needs the most, given they're the ones that create the jobs and pay the bills. Yeah, I'm not entirely convinced uh, that we owe everything to the rich, but maybe we do. be nice to be one of them and not one of me. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, I don't know how rich Terry Jones was when he died, but um, boy... I liked him. Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Yes, as we mentioned a moment ago, a lot of sadness around the passing of Monty Python star Terry Jones, 77. He'd been suffering, of course, from dementia. Uh, directed some of the troupe's most loved works, including Life of Brian, co-star and friend Michael Palin. He threw himself into things with such passion and such energy. Um, and he really refused to take on things which didn't excite him and which didn't feel um, different from what else was around. So I think he was a, um, he, he, you know, it was part of his warmth, was uh, his, his love of all sorts of things and comedies. And um, he knew an awful lot about the silent film comedians. I mean, there were so many sort of aspects to Terry, but I would say enthusiasm and passion were the two main words that describe him best. It seems to be a theme and he's not the only Python. It feels strange that a man of so many talents and such endless enthusiasm should have faded so gently away of his many achievements for me, the greatest gift he gave us all was his direction of life of Brian. Perfection. Two down, four to go. John Cleese, quite clever, eh? Farewell, Terry Jones. The great foot has come down to stamp on you. My God, what pleasure you gave. What untrammeled joy and delight. What a wonderful talent, heart and mind. Stephen Fry, beautifully eloquent Stephen Fry, isn't he? Uh, R.I.P. Terry. 
You help shape my ideas and dreams. Your brilliance will be appreciated for generations to come. Reese Darby. A comedy genius who, along with his fellow Pythons, made us laugh for years. He directed, in my view, the greatest comedy of them all in life of Brian. Very thankful for the life of Terry. Gary Lineker. So there you go. Well remembered, fondly remembered. I think my favourite thing about Terry Jones was his ability to uh, pretend to be a woman without looking, sounding or acting like a woman in any way. Uh, I thought that was his greatest talent. Uh, Bastille's greatest talent is making pop music. I, I hesitate to raise the um, to raise the Pompeii question because I worry that you'll be going, oh, God, all he's going to do is talk about Pompeii. But it must be one of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. Don't you think? Um, uh, well, we are a self-loathing um, <laughs> load of British people, so obviously not. We think it's terrible, but it's, <laughs> but it has changed our lives. And, and it's, it's certainly fine to bring it up if that's the sentence that follows it. <laughs> because um, I, yeah. Well, because I happened to see you the other day. This is purely happenstance. I was on a plane and they were playing Glastonbury, yeah. or the highlights of Glastonbury, where you were last year. And, of mm-hmm. course, they played that particular song. So Glastonbury... Is it all it's cut out to be? A hundred percent. And more. And more. Yeah. I, I Like, I'm, you're asking the biggest Glastonbury nerd probably in the world. I've been, I go every year with my mates, regardless of whether or not we're playing. Um, he buys tickets even when we're playing. Yeah, I'm so paranoid about <laughs> yeah. not getting in. <laughs> I'm such a loser. But it is amazing. I think, I think it's kind of hard to describe to people who haven't been there um, just because it's, it's pretty much anyone you'd ever want to see live musically as a place, but when when it's on, it becomes the like largest town in that part of the UK because of the concentration of people. It's just, it's amazing. There's anything you'd want to do. Any, they they create entire worlds that exist. So it's kind of like being in the middle of a big yeah. theme parky trip thing. But the it's, music's also amazing. And and as a band to play, like obviously it's got this history. And for us to get to play on the pyramid stage, you know, is was. was do pretty, you feel like you've made it? I, I think never. But maybe in that moment, I think we got to play on the Friday and then we got to hang out all weekend. And we, when we were playing, people were like, you couldn't get into the field kind of busy. And, and I'm such a paranoid, negative person that I was like, no one's going to come. No one's going to come. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be us playing to like the people who are still asleep from the night before. Isn't that amazing? Lying on there. Like, How many people do you reckon in the music industry are like you? I mean, you know Moby. Um, do you know the name Moby? Yeah, we know, yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, I meet Moby years ago and we're sitting in a mini doing a, an interview and he spends the whole time telling me because he's here to sign some some book and he goes do you think anyone's going to turn up and i go mate you're one of the biggest names in the world of course they're going to turn up he goes i don't think they're going to turn up i don't think anyone likes me i think what the hell do you want a therapist or what <laughs> are, 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 are lots of you guys like that in reality or not uh, i don't think so I, I think probably most people who do creative things are wrapped with insecurities but um <clears throat> I don't know. But back to Pompeii. I'm, I'm, I'm worse than most, I think. <laughs> okay. But but back to Pompeii. So that's the song that changed your life. And this is the story I love about it. So you're on a what? A van? A car? You're yeah. going... You're, you're nobody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Thanks. Yeah, so Hosking reckons Pompeii is the best song ever because it's all about being an optimist. Um, and that's Mike for you. Um, right. Now, uh, we've got uh, the skills you need to get employed. Mm, I wonder if I've got any of them. All the ins and the outs. It's The Biz on the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB. Uh, if you're looking for a job or a different job this year, there'll be a survey coming out shortly. There's always a survey at the beginning of the year saying what percentage of people don't like their jobs and would love a new job. That's the standby for that any day now. But meantime, if you're looking for a job, uh, the skills and attributes uh, that will make you more employable in 2020 are as follows because Hayes Recruitment have released a report showing that if you're qualified in architectural design or engineering, 
or coding, you're in hot demand. Is coding the same as blockchain? Because I told you the other day, blockchain's the hot skill. I was just thinking, where's blockchain on that list? Yeah, see, not in, not in New Zealand. Blockchain's international, but not here. So if you know a lot about blockchain, you're wasting your time here. Get out of here. Leave the country, for goodness sake. Don't catch the virus, but just leave the country, because blockchain's huge internationally, but only coding is here. Also in demand, civil engineers, HR business partners. Really? Really? Uh, project coordinators. What the hell does that even mean? It's you, kind of what I do here. Is that what it is? You, you bring it all together? I'm just trying to make the project yeah, happen, no, you know? Know. Okay, project coordinators and plumbers. Plumbers, very difficult to get hold of. Uh, employers are looking to um, get more and more people with strong interpersonal and creative skills. That's the EQ over the IQ. And the ability to quickly adapt to change is very important as well. So good luck with all of that this year. No, none of those are my skills. Bugger. I guess I'm out of a job. Uh, quick, uh, on your bike. We know all about the old nurse this week. Um, youngest one fell off the bike. In fact, didn't really fall off the bike. Went over the front wheels, uh, ripped open a face, 15 stitches, broken some bone I'd never heard of in a hand, got a cast. And the nurse did it all, straight down to the old local doctor. Nurse did the lot, stitched her up, jabbed her, put a cast on. Woman's a genius. And all under ACC, apparently. Which leads to the question, really, should we have the ACC? I mean, yes, it's an accident, but, you know... It's probably our fault as bad parents, don't you think? Because Katie said to her, don't go injure yourself, and she ignored her. So, I mean, it's either Katie's fault or her fault, one or the other. Ah, the sympathy, the empathy. He was obviously really uh, broken up by that horrendous accident. I'm Glenn CP. That was The Rear App. We'll see you tomorrow.